There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. Yeah, podcast. I'm Eamon. I use he, him pronouns and Zeb's not here. I think he got like trapped in a well or something, or maybe he got like a secret flight to PodCon and just ditched me. Anyway, I'm here with someone, well, not more special. That's kind of mean. Someone equally as special as Zeb. It's Sammy from Queer Dungeoneers. Hi, Sammy. Yay, you're stuck with me. Hi, I'm Sammy. Uh, I use they, them pronouns and I'm very excited to do whatever the hell this is. What, yeah, whatever this is. Like, I've just... I actually, like, I I just, like, drove to Sammy's house. I climbed in through the window and Sammy arrived home. And I was... I turned around in the chair and I was like, what's up? It's podcasting time. So, it's like a true crime podcast, right? So, this is now a podcast that contains true crime. I don't think, like, <laughs> true crime podcasts actually have crimes happen on them. Like, do the, the, do the hosts of true crime podcasts get involved in crime like i think there's so many now and they're just running out of material so i think yes like (laughs) what's up everyone i'm gonna rob this grocery store come with me and then we're gonna figure out my motives (laughs) what was i thinking (laughs) um so sam you do a show called queer dungeoneers which is an actual play of dungeon world and if you don't know what an actual play is uh sammy could probably explain it better than i can yeah an actual play is where Sort of you, you play a game, like a tabletop game, um, sort of ones like Dungeons and Dragons for reference. Um, and then someone like me comes along and edits it together into a story, basically. So, you know, we play the game and then it turns into something you can listen to and have a good time with your ears. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a huge genre in podcasting. There's just so many. Mm. Um, and... I think it's like it's really it's really hard to stand out um, in that, especially like with any podcast. Like, there's just so many. There's like hundreds of thousands of them now. Apple was like, "Hey, we do we we like uh, we're gonna let just like anyone make a podcast, and if you just want to post it, we'll just put it out. Um, we'll we'll like give you a page to put it, and then two hundred thousand people did, and also ninety percent of them are corporate businesses who are like all linked together in some kind of pyramid scheme. But yours is not a pyramid scheme, I've heard, <laughs> which is good. No, ours is not not a pyramid scheme. Okay, that's it's one a thing real to check. podcast. It's a real- you can really listen to it and it's really about things. That's really good. Um, what would you say is like, what would differentiate your podcast from a different actual play? Yeah, I think the, I think the obvious thing is um, so all the players and everyone involved in it are, are queer. Um, so you can you can really count on us, you know, to have sort of different representation come up throughout the series. And just generally, you know, we're gonna try our, our hardest not to be shitty about things. Like <laughs> I know that seems silly, but I mean that can be a real thing if you're investing time into getting in a series just to know up front, hey, like, they're probably not going to say anything crap, and if they do, hopefully they'll own up to it. Like, yeah. 
Um, I guess the other thing is we do a lot of editing to it. So it's it's probably, it's a lot more condensed than a lot of actual play podcasts. Our episodes are 30 to 40 minutes, more on the 30 end. Um, and I think that that gives a lot of pacing and a lot of energy to it. That makes yeah, it a lot that's of like, fun. <laughs> like I'm... I am like a huge fan of the show. I've been like, I've followed it since like a friend of mine like yelled at me, hey, my friends are making a podcast. You need to go check it out. <laughs> um, Mon, who I, I know and we both love. Hi, Mon. Hi, Mon. Um, go check out the Mon Appreciation <laughs> podcast, the secret <laughs> underground real feed. deep web show um, that isn't on iTunes. If you can find the RSS feed, you can listen, I guess. I don't even know if Mon has the RSS feed. <laughs> Um, Mon's great um, and they're the reason that I know Sammy and they're the reason that I listened to the show and I, I started listening when it came out and I've been following it since um, and yeah like, like Sammy was saying um, it's got like this really great energy and pacing to it and that's what I really like about it like like I'm trying like I try to think of like parallels and I haven't listened to like a ton of actual play podcasts um, and like the main one I've listened to is the Adventure Zone where they do have like a pretty fast energy but like they kind of like linger in moments and like, like I think most people who listen to this show are familiar with the McElroy brothers and like their whole thing. And like the, their dynamic is that they'll like make a reference to something and then spend five minutes talking about it. Um, but like, yeah, I found like Queer Dungeoneers was really interesting how it sort of the story just like pushes forwards really quickly and interestingly. And it, but then like there's still like those tiny moments, um, that stick with me and like i was talking to sammy the other day it's weird that i'm talking i'm recording in the meat space with someone for like the first time in a <laughs> long time and so i'm like just talking about sammy as if they're not here it's really weird hi sammy hey I'm, welcome I'm back here. to the show oh, yeah. you did leave for like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> um i was as um i was talking to you when we went to the coffee meetup mm. for the, all the podcasters which we'll talk about later um about like the moments that like stuck to me with like Jolene stealing the fish and Jolene stealing the wine. Mainly just Jolene. Stealing things. Stealing things. Like I keep like remembering that randomly. I'm like, what was that from? I can't. <laughs> e- what were these moments from? These like crazy cool moments where like someone is like arguing with a shopkeeper. Uh, <laughs> and they were all from Queer Dungeoneers. It's wild. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is. The McElroys are funny enough to go on a tangent for five minutes That's and true. keep it going. But I think one of our strengths is we acknowledge that we're funny to a point. <laughs> 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 we're, we're funny until we're not funny. And I'm very happy to decide when that is and just cut out everything after that point. I mean, that's, it's important to be able to, like, decide when you're going to, like, stop and move on and find something fresh because then you have something else to talk about mm, funny. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about the show in general? Because I got some questions that I put out, like, posts for to get people to send me. And I got, like, a lot of them. So That's cool. We'll jump into that. But is there anything else you want to say on QD in general? Please check us out wherever you get podcasts and um, please make sure to rate and subscribe, especially on iTunes. It means a lot. We have a Kofi. We're working on a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I got, I, I asked for questions and I got them delivered to me, um, quite a few of them. Um, I put them up. I named them QDQs, which is I think is just adorable. That's great. At some point, 
it was my fault again. Like I suggested that Queer Dungeoneer fans be called cuties. I think that's great. It's amazing. Mm. I love so, it. So I took it and then I, I just made it like Q-U-D-I-E yeah. like S instead of just the initials. But I think it works yeah, both ways. It's, it's perfect. It's really good. Um, Not to like brag about my own wordplay skills. Not. Um, so I call them QDQs, the Queer Dungeoneer's questions. Um, so let's just jump right into one. What What's... What's one? There's a lot of <laughs> random stuff in here because I did encourage <laughs> random stuff. Um, um, Anonymous asks um, and uses they, them pronouns. Sammy, what program? Actually, let's give them a name. Um, Gorkus. Gorkus asks, Sammy, what program do you use to record Queer Dungeoneers? I use Audacity at the moment, although, well, for recording, I'll probably still use Audacity, but Eamon is helping me at the moment switch over to Reaper, which seems to be pretty cool. I'm just still getting the hang of it. Um, yeah, Audacity, it's free. It's open source. It's ugly as fuck. It's and horrible. it'll do what you want it to. It's bad. Don't use it <laughs> unless you, see, you have to. Did you see on the panel the other day, um, Griffin McElroy was saying he still uses Audacity. Yeah. For all his editing. I didn't see, but I can imagine. He's been talking about it for so oh, long. Oh, has he? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, wild. you know, Wait. you shouldn't just use that, he but you can. Does he? Did he say he uses it completely, like for the whole thing? I don't know. It was I a really... Twitter quote. It had like okay. 140 characters. I got I hope not. Uh- <laughs> I'd love to think he does. <laughs> I can just, you know, he's like that sort of hacky personality where like he's got something he's passionate about and like he's got skills, but he doesn't necessarily care about the skills. He cares about the thing he's making. So if he had to, he would just use Audacity for like I, yeah. a bazillion years and I never learn so. anything else. I feel that way at the moment. I'm like, I want to switch, but I'm also like, I know Audacity so well now though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another question is from Snake. Um, oh, sorry. Snake, who goes by the pronouns Snake. And they okay. say, Snake, 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 Snake. Uh, do you have a response for that? That's a really interesting point because I think that Snake, 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 Snake. You know, I really. think that as well. Yeah. Um, I've got a message from you saying hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, I've got a message from him who uses pronouns Zeb. <laughs> are those new shoes? Uh, they are. I, I took them from um, Ursula, my partner, because they didn't fit her properly. But <laughs> <laughs> thanks for asking. I'm glad you noticed. Um, <laughs> on the topic of snakes... Anonymous, <laughs> let's just call them Jeremy, um, who goes by he, his pronouns says, why do snakes be like that? Like, why are they so bad? I just want to chill, my dude. Like, okay, so Eamon, I reckon next time you want to ask for questions about one thing, you shouldn't say sending questions about this thing or about snakes. That's just that's just a tip. Well, I mean, how are we going to get questions? <laughs> what if no one wants to know about Queer Dungeoneers? They just want to know. Well, clearly, everyone wants to know about snakes. But Queer Dungeoneers is intrinsically tied with snakes. That is true. And snake jokes. It is snake culture, I will admit. <laughs> okay, look, I think the reason people have such trouble with the rope note, with the nope rope, um, the hissy, the, the scaly... But they're just misunderstood, I think. They they just want to gobble mice whole 
That's fair. You know, and people get in the way and sometimes they have to bite you and that's not their fault. That does relate to one of my questions, which is the snake thing? Why so many snakes in Queer Dungeoneers? Um, so, okay, let's, let's have an itinerary of the snakes in Queer Dungeoneers, I guess. <laughs> Are we counting worms as snakes? Because they're basically like... Do you, does Queer Dungeoneers count worms as snakes? Uh, I would say spells that affect snakes wouldn't affect worms, no. That's snake-specific magic. Because mm. really there haven't been that many snakes in Queer Dungeoneers. I don't know. There's been like at least a snake <laughs> hidden in the episode every every week that I remember. <laughs> okay, so I guess there was there was the initial time that Nim turned into a snake. Okay. Um, but that was to go up pants. And really they're the best <laughs> animal to go up someone's yeah, pants. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, next, that's, it's a funny story about, um, the snakes that Signana meets that, that one of them turns out to be his sister. Um, so with that, actually what was going on there was I decided that when Signana opened the door, there should be lots of snakes there. Yeah. And then backwards, I had to justify why there would be the snakes there. So I can't really tell you why there is snakes there because actually <laughs> the plot line is there to facilitate the snakes. <laughs> I'd love to say that I'm joking, but that is genuinely was my thought process was I want there to be lots of snakes when he opens <laughs> the door. <laughs> I just need there to be a lot of snakes in this house. <laughs> yep. I'm like, okay, well, what can be in a wizard tower? I'm just like going through the list, like magical bullshit, something that hurts you. Snakes? Like just so many snakes? <laughs> Weird scaly meat strings. <laughs> I will. There's also the um, the snuffer book, which has a snake head. Right. I can't justify everything I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope there's no one with like a snake phobia because I'm very conscious not to include like spiders. Mm. Spiders are a real thing for a lot of people. But I, I feel like that's a, there's a similar thing for snakes, but not quite as bad because yeah. it's not like your most of your snakes that I remember have not been in like a fighting sort of position. They've in all fact, been like they've just been there. None of them really. Yeah. yeah, they've just been adorable snakes lying around like the welcome snakes. I think I just like snakes. I think they're you- just they're just good <laughs> snakes and especially worms. like specifically green snakes, like those non venomous green snakes. That are just cool noodles. <laughs> they're really rad. Uh, Albie. Um, hi, Albie. Hi, Albie. Um, who goes by they, them pronouns, um, asks, did Sammy have to change or veto anything about anyone's character background when they were first created? Was that veto? Veto, yeah. So, oh, like, okay. override yeah, yeah, yeah. any decisions. No, I don't think I did anything like that at all, really. I mean... Most of the characters came with a pretty bare story to begin with, and they've just kind bare of bare story. <sighs> and then they've just kind of built out their um their characters from there. So there wasn't even a lot to veto at the start, but no, because I've been so open with the story and it's really been directed by the characters. There's been very little point to vetoing stuff. And actually, a lot of the world is also built by the characters. Something that gets lost is a lot of the towns are named by other players. Um, there's this place called Moonbright that's mentioned once um, that we f- actually fleshed out completely, but it's actually all was fleshed out by Tori. Um, we have sort of a small pantheon of gods that were decided, like, by me and the players just individually. I was like, hey, send me some gods, like... <laughs> and some of them, you know, a lot of them haven't come up, but like for instance, the Night Court is um Scott's 
invention and and yeah so there's there's a there's a lot of stuff like that so no i i I would veto them if i had to but i haven't had to yeah and they're really good they're all experienced role players and they know what works yeah i kind of didn't think so because like the whole vibe is like everyone sort of defines themselves Mm. and how everything sort of plays out yeah it's actually very helpful to me if they define their characters because (laughs) it's more like it's more like the world is just to fit around them right so yeah um thanks albie for sending that in um Mm. also we both know albie from different situations which is wild yeah once again, um, hi, Albie. <laughs> hello, Albie. I don't know why you're listening to my dumb pon- comedy podcast, um, but I hope you're enjoying this. Um, actually, if you go search for this game that Albie made called UFO Tofu on the Google Play Store, you'll find a game that's really cool and that has music by me. So go check that out. It is actually a really cool game. I, I love the mechanics. Yeah. It was- Pattern matching and stuff. And the music is actually genuinely really cool. Thank you. I had to go and play it again when I got home because I'd been like <laughs> listening to music while I was traveling somewhere and then I had to go and actually play with the music, but it was good. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, Zeb, yes, who goes by he pronouns, says, uh, how did you first get into a podcast and what was your first podcast binge? Um, well, my first podcast binge definitely was The Adventure Zone. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, I mean, I came into it from Dungeons & Dragons and actual play and stuff like that, you know. I mean, most of my podcast listening would be just different actual plays. <laughs> um, yeah, The Adventure Zone. I binged it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you listened to it more than once? No, not yet. I only yeah. listened to it like last year. So yeah, me too. same same here. Like I'm I'm almost like halfway through a re-listen. Mm. Um, but I have friends who are like, oh yeah, I listened like six times. I get it. A lot of I mean, I know a lot of people listen to it as like just their like their sort of safe podcast that they yeah. can always come back to. And that's really cool. Uh, since I started making a podcast, I found a million new actual play shows I should be <laughs> listening to. Um, and my ears are very busy. So, you know, and I'm often listening to my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anonymous, who we'll just call um, Cicada Jeff. Oh, yeah, those cicadas. Fuck them. Do you get it? Do you get it now? They're fucked. I can hear them, yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to hear them in the final audio, but... Okay, well, you can just cut this uh, Yeah, like... Sorry. For (laughs) listeners at home, like, you know, like, in Supernatural, there's, like, that bug episode, or, like, just in any bad horror movie, there's, like, a swarm of bugs that just come and, like, hit all the windows and, like, try and smash in, and they come in and they crawl into your brain. It's kind of like that in here. Hmm. You know, they actually make those episodes because they can't get rid of the cicadas. So they're just going to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Cicada Jeff, who uses he pronouns, um, asks, have you ever played with any other system besides D&D, like Shadowrun or something? I once played a Game of Thrones RPG where you had to roll your whole family history, and it kind of gelt like a Sims RPG because you were controlling multiple characters. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean... Dungeon World and D&D are separate to begin with, um, and I've played both and run both. Um, I also play in a Masks campaign, which is, like, teenage superheroes, um, and there's a lot of, like, focus on, like, emotional drama and, like, oh, no, adults have are better than me and I, like, feel inherently like I have to do what <laughs> adults say or, like, I care about what adults say. You never do what adults say as never a teenager. Do what adults say. Yeah. Don't trust them. Um, yeah, and that's been really cool. And that actually is with, like, sort of a larger group 
that contains everyone who's in QD. Right. Um, we all play in that. Um, and I basically, that's actually where the group came from was I was just like, hey, who wants to start a podcast with me? Yeah. And I'm like, I've got space for four of you. First four people who replied, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of like how me and Zeb have this group of other people who don't do podcasts that we go and hang out and do a discussion with every week <laughs> with like eight other people and we all pre- like do similar stuff but not on a podcast. Is that a, is that a goof? Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. We don't have that many friends between us. Oh, that's not true. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have another question. It's from um, Ro, who uses they, them pronouns. Um, and this is the one I was talking about. Uh, so, the bear, what up with that? Yeah, the bear. I, you know, I really I really think some of these questions should be directed to Ursula. I know, that's what I was The bears are entirely yeah. her fault. Uh, as for why the bears, so bears love rivers because they love fishing fresh salmon. And um, Nim can only turn into river creatures. Right. So, that's that's reason number one. Reason number two, bears are tough and imposing, but not unwieldy. So, they can maneuver through situations all right while also exerting their force. Three, it's just a great reflection of Nim's personality to turn into the biggest, roughest thing she can. And four, it's a fucking bear. <laughs> actually, uh- Actually, what you miss in the podcast sometimes is sometimes she will... For about a minute, try and think of something else to turn into before turning into a bear. Uh, but like, if it's not fixed, if if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, yes, all right, fine. You turn into a bear. Yeah, <laughs> turn into a fucking bear. Um, yeah. One thing they were asking is, um, I asked, I desperately asked them, please give me more information. Um, they also said, such a babe. Um, they said, do you know what the inspiration was for the character? They're a druid, right? For Nim. Yeah. For Nim. Um, the inspiration. So, Ursula always, always plays druids. She loves druids. I mean, she loves animals. She's just coming back from a course at Taronga Zoo right now. Yeah. Um, as for the specific inspiration. So, she definitely had the most defined character when we started, which is why we started with the plot about blowing up the dam yeah. um, was just because, just hey, so naturally, hey, you've got something you planned. Okay, a- then we'll do that. Um, <laughs> if you turn into a bear, you can blow up a dam. It just yeah. flows into it. Obviously. She doesn't turn into a bear in that one, actually. Oh. Shocking. Wow. That's how you know it's the pilot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's no bear. <laughs> um, yeah, once again, you'd, you'd have to ask her for more, but I think it, she she often plays characters who are naive about the world and who are sort of very soft and a bit kind and stuff like that. And I think she wanted to do something else. Yeah. So she just made this like very sarcastic kind of rough yeah. character who's, you know, has a good heart, but ultimately is no bullshit and just does what she want it, wants to. And is just ready at any moment to just drop into the situation literally as a bear. Yes. <laughs> and I think she she's actually really enjoyed that. And um, I think she's found that very inspiring for characters in other games to try and do that. Because it's very fun to play that personality because it inherently brings more tension into the story. Yeah. And lets you sort of exert yourself a little bit more on the story. Yeah. I think when you're first starting to play, it can be good to play a character who goes along with what everyone says a bit more. But then 
you know, eventually you kind of want to be able to play the trailblazer. Yeah. A little. Um, they also asked like another little bit, which I'm also curious about, which is, um, is it like the mechanics of turning into the different animals? Is that like that? Like, is that like kind of the average amount you'd expect someone to be using that in dungeon world? Or is it being like used just so much? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the phrase, like when all you've got is a hammer, like, (laughs) That's what a druid got. <laughs> I I mean I haven't played enough other I haven't really played enough other dungeon worlds, right, to to really know. I mean it's a really powerful move in a way because you can always transform even if you fail the roll, you still turn into the oh, animal, right? Really? Yeah, there is no way to roll and not turn into the animal. Um there's upgrades that mean you cannot take damage while you're in that form. Wow. There's all this other shit and you just basically like the way it works is when you turn into the character, you sort of negotiate a list of things that you can do as that creature, but you don't have to roll to do those things. You just, you have points that you spend depending on how well you rolled right. and you just do them. So it is inherently a great way to solve any problem because you can just roll this generic <laughs> roll that's your best stat, turn into a cool ass monster, possibly fly over to the problem and then just spend <laughs> a point and solve the problem. Like, so I think it's a logical amount to use. I don't know if it's a normal amount, but certainly it it makes sense as a strategy. And it's yeah, fun because it's very you know, fun. You can turn into a bear a lot, but there are sometimes other things that you turn into and it adds a lot of versatility to your character and, and it's kind of cool. She does get another fairly defining ability in upcoming oh, episodes. Okay. Um so we might see a bit more variation there. Yeah, I mean one thing um, that I really loved is like how that sort of stuff comes in narratively. Like, mm-hmm. I like honestly, I, I have trouble processing stories and things like that sometimes when I listen to them once and then don't go back. But, like, when when Nim, like, flies down from the mountain in that, mm-hmm. like, touching moment, that yeah. was, like, it was really important. Like, if the character couldn't turn into a bird and fly down, it wouldn't have meant as much. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually one way we play it to, to curb the amount that she turns into animals is if she turns into a bird and there's no other thing going on i just say okay fine you turn into a fucking bird like don't roll it because if you roll the dice and you fail in dungeon world you get experience so it ends up being this really weird experience thing but also this way for like catastrophic disasters to happen because i also have to make something bad happen if you roll a bad roll so then it's like you could just be standing around having an ordinary day and then nim tries to turn into a bear suddenly levels up and the world's on fire and it's like okay that doesn't quite seem appropriate so we often just skip the roles for scenes like that because and that's actually how you're meant to play it like that's not even us breaking the rules yeah so if you want to if you want to hack queer dungeoneers you have to like find a safe place and then you keep turning into a bird over and over and that'll level you up and the world will be in chaos for a while Mm. but eventually it'll settle down (laughs) well it's the same with the bard they just have a healing move and they can just keep using it (laughs) Fucked up. <laughs> um, I've got another question, yep. which is from totally mo- totally not Mon. Why would you even think? Hi, that? Mon. Uh, who goes by they/them pronouns? Who says owls or hedgehogs? The answer is important. Owls or hedgehogs? Owls or hedgehogs? I loved Lime the Hedgehog from our crossover episode. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But in general, owls are pretty good. Okay, they're they're very wise and they've got big eyes. I, like I would say it. owls as well, but I've been I've been looking at a lot of owl pictures for like the last few months. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. That's a normal thing. Stare at them all day. Um, I got another one from Mon, 
um, who says, what's your favorite part of DMing? You know, uh, I think the bit where my favorite part is where sort of the stuff you have prepared and the stuff you're bringing to the table meets like the creativity of your players. And then you end up with something that they didn't expect, but also something you didn't expect. And it just goes in a new direction that you couldn't have predicted. And, and yeah, just that general feeling. I guess the other thing is just, I don't know, getting to make my friends feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my favorite bits back then, getting to edit it as well. So I get to make them feel even cooler <laughs> by cutting out all the dumb shit they say. Yeah. And you get to know how uncool they are when they're saying the dumb shit. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've noticed that there's like, there is like an Easter egg in every episode um, since the very first one. An Easter egg? Yeah, like an Easter egg, like a cool like Easter egg you can catch if you're really listening. And like, if you like really listen through the episode and you're really paying attention, you can catch something that like Sammy isn't like listening for all the time. And like, it's um, it sounds like a crunching sound. And what I think it is, is that the players are conspiring against you and they're communicating with these crunching sounds to like decide like whether the players are going to do something that's going to mess up your plot. Have you, do you know, are you aware of this crunching sound? <laughs> um, I can think of a few, the crunching sound could be food. Yes. Uh, it could be Scott's, um, Scott has a, um, a folder. <laughs> <laughs> a crunchy folder. A crunchy folder. <laughs> a folder full of food. Yes, that's where they keep all their, like, nice (laughs) granola bars. You have, like, one of those, like, 48-page clear page binders just full of different chips. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's where you keep your limited edition flavors. Yeah, no, I do know that you are cursed by some chip sounds. Yeah, we're cursed by all sorts of sounds. We're cursed by these fuckers, cicadas. (laughs) Damn you! Sometimes people will open the front door of the apartment complex, which is right next to us. There's one episode where somehow it comes through louder than the actual people speaking, as if, like, we'd set up the mic at the door and then we were talking in the room away from it. It was really weird. Um, But I'd hope that that's not the players conspiring against me. Yeah, because I feel like they could, like, like, signal each other, like, we're going to mess with Sammy right now. Crunch. I think that's just assumed. Do they need a crunching noise for that? <laughs> I mean, maybe... the crunching noise is that messing with me because oh, then yeah, I got to oh, edit that that's, shit. That's true. Or not edit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see what else I've got. Uh, that one's a bit of like spoiler discussion. Hey, folks, Eamon here. At this point, we had a question that probably had too many spoilers for like a general interview comedy goof em up episode. So I've actually moved that little tiny section into a separate bonus episode. You can hear the question with the spoilers in it about Cremora. And you can also hear another interview with Ursula, who plays the character Nim from the show, who just happened to get back in time to do a, a separate interview with me. So go check that out. Go find out about Cremora and Nim and listen to these two good, good people. And that will come up as a separate episode in the feed. Not sure what I'll call it yet. But hey, I'll see you right now. But hey, 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 listen. Go tweet snakes at Sammy, please. Please, if you do anything, probably not directly at Sammy, probably at Queer Dungeons, but say they're for Sammy. So just tweet pictures of snakes. (laughs) <laughs> at queer dungeons on twitter and say these are for sammy or a gift for sammy 
I've got a question from. Um, okay. The name will be revealed after the question. Um, <laughs> they use he pronouns Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Why will it be revealed after? Is the is the is the is the, is the name Majora's Mask? Yes. <laughs> Ocarina of Time get wrecked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have I got? Uh, that's all of those ones. Um, I think. What does all of those ones mean? All the QDQs that people oh, sent in. Nice. Um, I've done my chips bit. Uh, let me see. Your chips bit. My whole chips bit. I was going to say the chips is like thieves can't. Oh, well, it's too late now. Joke's gone. Damn it. Um, nah, these ones are just ones I made up real quick. Thieves can'ts? Thieves can't. No, thieves like, can't. You, know, you know the there's that brand. Isn't it Kent's? Kent's. Is that a brand of chips? No, maybe. I bet it is, though. Like a knockoff. Like of like, No, maybe I'm thinking Kettle. Mm. Kent's. No. Kent's sounds like someone who like makes like, I don't know. Nah, that's all right. I pro- Fertilizer or something. Anyway, the jokes the joke was missed. We missed the joke. We're like so. talking in the meta of a joke that wasn't <laughs> even made. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll go to the ad zone. Um, ad but zone. first, um, I have one last question, which is the tagline for the show. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm personally curious about, um, which is... Let me just remember it because I thought I put it in my questions. You can tell me the tagline of the show. Tagline of the show is an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Yeah. And what what does that mean to you? You know, that's a complicated thing because I think on one level, it was catchy as fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we went with it on that basis. But on another level... No, I think I think it's very true. I think that um, sort of tabletop games can be a really great space to explore your identity because you can play someone who's not yourself or is maybe like yourself, but not by the way that you get to present yourself to the world now. It lets you explore, I guess, different different facets of yourself. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 learning to be who you are by playing the role of, of someone else. Um, but also, I mean, just more generally, it does capture, you know, that we are diverse people yeah. playing dumb druids. And yeah, I mean, it's a good tagline. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fucking good tagline. <laughs> I had to redo a whole recording because I got it wrong once. But <laughs> <laughs> um, We need a tagline here on our show, but we're still figuring that out. It's okay. The, the, the jerk know. squad. The Here jerk the groups. The dad patrol. <laughs> Not <laughs> dad patrol. Sammy thought I said dad patrol when I meant dab patrol. That's ridiculous. That's on you. That's not on me. That's on you and your dad focused mind. <laughs> Still dads and snakes with you. <laughs> uh, sometimes the snakes have dads. <laughs> Let's go to the ad zone. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Eamon. Let's go into the shop and order us a coffee. All right, like we do every week. Yeah. Okay. Hello, coffee person. Oh, kids, I've got some a whole selection of coffees for you. What would you like? Uh, could I please get a long black, but with whipped cream on top? And can I please get um the that one that's just the picture of snakes? 
Oh yeah, well that one's for special customers, but I guess I guess you could probably have that one because no one else asked for it. There's only one of that one. Wow, that's 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 a really good one to get. Yeah, it's my favorite. I just love snakes. That's I've never met someone with such a fiery passion for snakes. Damn, I love snakes. Let's make a podcast episode just about how much you love snakes. Oh, please, we can call it like the snake show. Oh, this isn't a very good idea. It's it's not a good idea. Let's just pay for our coffee. Okay. Okay. Um. So I've got I've got a a hundred a, a five hundred. Is this is this adding up? Is this adding up to the total? Well, that doesn't look like real money. What I got it out of my Monopoly bank this morning. That's just a bunch of paper with money written on it. Uh, oh shit! You're right. You're right. It is literally just paper with the word money written on it. Sorry, next time... Sorry, I'll get a pen. I'll just write... Look, this is 20 money. That's not gonna do here. <sighs> you need real money. I told you kids last week to bring real money. <laughs> oh, damn. Sammy, how are we going to get money? I don't know. I think, like... I, I do know that you have a, a thing online that people can give money to. Maybe they could do that, and then they could sponsor this bit. Mm. And then we could stop doing this whole coffee shop thing. That'd be so good. You know, if someone just bought me a hundred thousand coffees on Kofi, then I could do whatever I wanted, really, and I'd never have to do this again. So, for just three hundred thousand dollars, you could make a real difference in the world, listeners. I could buy so many snakes with that. <laughs> it could be welcome snakes every day. <laughs> Forget about welcome snakes. You're going to have welcome snakes and goodbye snakes. Oh, my God. And I'll be right back from the toilet snakes. <laughs> I can't imagine a world so beautiful. Um, if only people would go <laughs> to your Twitter at But Yeah Pod and look for the link to the Kofi and then donate one or two coffees or 300,000 of them, then you could pay for my welcome snakes as well. And we could just really share the rewards. Yeah, and make sure you do it right now because yeah. literally until you do, we will be standing here waiting to pay for our coffee. Well, I mean, this bit isn't going to end until you go do it. So <laughs> we, we can go all night, folks. We, we're like a money drive for a charity, but for us because we need it to live. I'm Sammy and I need those snakes. And I'm Eamon and I need this long, long black... <laughs> With so much whipped cream. Go to our Twitter at ButYearPod or go to our website, ButYearPodcast.com and find the link for the Kofi. And just give us some coffee money, please. And tell us what you want us to advertise in here. It can be fictional. It can be your real thing. Um, and we'll talk about it. And we'd really appreciate it. And we love you. All right. We're back. Um, sorry to catch you off guard. Just like scratching your neck. Like no, a, it's all right. I was just getting used to being me again and yeah. not being Amen. <laughs> Yeah, it is itchy being me. Did we? <laughs> we haven't mentioned how we're recording this, have we? No, no, we haven't. So we're in Feline Studios. Yeah, we're in my lounge room, sitting on the floor around a neglected uh, cat scratching pole, which has Eamon has utilized every level of it. So he's got his laptop on one bit, and then. The soundboard, sound mixer board, what do you call it? Um, audio interface, but also mixer board thing. Yeah, mixer board thing. 
and then like a mic clamped to another part of it and like it's impress like it's genuinely looks pretty cool if you can ignore the fact that it's a cat tower in the middle of it or like or if you can acknowledge that you could acknowledge that mm. this is like a imagine like a, what a studio for cats would look like and then imagine two like disproportionately large humans sitting across from it as a yeah, table yeah my back hurts for sure <laughs> um which actually relates to one of my things that I wanted to chat about. Like, we, we've done the Q&A thing. Um, mm-hmm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy with how that went. And uh, I just want to hang out now. So, uh, the Cat Explorer people. Fuck. So cool. From this, the there was a Sydney podcasters meetup that me and Sammy went to, um, which I'm glad Sammy could make because I was nervous about going to it um, just on my own. And it was better with Sammy there. Sorry, I'm literally just finding their Twitter so we can plug them. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, well, I'll just keep talking about them. They do a, um, a community thing. Um, th- these two lovely people where they like bring together people uh, who are part of the Cat Explorer community, which I don't know a whole lot about, but I know it's like people who take their cats outside for walks and carry them around and mm. show them the world like dogs. I think it's beyond walks. I think it's up to hikes. Like yeah. they like they will genuinely go like bushwalking and take their cat. Like it's not like a dog walk. Like genuinely exploring with their cats. Yeah. Like these are some cool ass cats and some cool people. I know. I'm excited for them to launch their podcast. Mm. I, I don't know what it's going to be called. I'm guessing it'll just be the Cat Explorer. It's just it's just called Cat Explorer. Yeah, it's so cool. What's their socials? Yeah, so their Twitter is um at Cat Explorers. Um, but from talking to the person the other day. Um, they are mostly on Instagram, which I assume would also be at Cat Explorers. I think they are. I think I remember being impressed that they got the handles. Hmm. Yeah. My gosh. They're, so, so they're not just a podcast. Yeah, they're a full. They're starting yeah. a full business. So they're selling like Cat Explorer merchandise. Yeah. And then they want to get into like Cat Explorer products. So like harnesses that fit cats better than like the dog ones they have to use and stuff like that. It honestly was super cool and it was like, I I have just quit my job, right? And the person we were talking to who I wish I remembered their name. Oh, me too. I know. They were so lovely. I know. Um, Anyway, they they I was talking to them and I mentioned that and they said that they'd quit their job a year ago and they didn't know what they were going to do after they quit their job and then they got into the Cat Explorers thing and quitting their job was the best thing they'd ever done. <laughs> and it was literally just like this... Cat Explorer person had just descended from the air to give me timely advice during like the 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 final quarter of the movie, and it was it was amazing. I just I couldn't get over it. I was like, how did this happen in such a specific way? Like, that's great. So anyway, I think I've got to get into cat exploring. Except my cat's a useless piece of shit who sleeps like twenty three hours a day. I mean. <laughs> Your your version of cat exploring is you have four or five players, I forget how many, who are your cats, and you sort of help them explore this dungeon world. Maybe we should play a dungeon world, but everyone's a cat. Maybe, like, you know how people switch systems sometimes mid-game? Mm. You switch everyone to cats. Yeah. Dungeon world. Yeah. They're no, all- like, a, like a game system based on Cats the Musical. Oh, okay. I think that that would take off. Or, like, everyone... There's like you do like a weird like um, alternate reality episode of the show where everyone is actually cats who are being carried by humans. That's a like, that's a really cool concept. We should spaceships. do like an alternate reality version of our podcast. You should though. Every podcast should have that. Wow. 
Um, I actually, there is a show that I followed that I'm not caught up with called um, A Horror Borealis, which is- um, That's just this- launched, hasn't it? No, it's actually been running for over a year on the oh. Cryptid Keepers Patreon. It's yeah. been a secret feed that they've run, uh. and they've just launched it as a proper show to the public. So the public feed is actually a year behind wow. the secret one. And in the secret one, they're like they've really developed. They've gone like way past their like first few arcs. Um, mm. But the new one, they're actually like I think they're actually going to do some alternate reality like fan AU submissions That's and cool. do episodes on it. That's really cool. Um, yeah, the reason I bring up the Cat Explorers um, is related to our old friend of the show, um, the Bader Meinhof phenomenon. Um, are you familiar with that? No, not on any level. You are now, and <laughs> you're going to see it everywhere. <laughs> That's my goal with bringing it up all the time. It's the phenomenon of someone telling you something, and then you see it everywhere. You mean the Barbara Streisand effect? No, the bottom meinhof phenomenon. I think you've got the word mixed up a little bit. Barbara Streisand is a singer. <laughs> no, I know the Barbara Streisand effect is a thing. Oh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, No, I always get those yeah, two Barbara, mixed yeah, up. Yeah, Barbara Streisand effect is like the, the no, no, evil sister of the bottom meinhof phenomenon where like you try hide something. No, no, no. Sorry. No, I'm thinking of the um the Beristain bear. Effect. <laughs> what is this effect? <laughs> you know the Beristain bears? No, fuck. No, I got it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's like a name for it. There is a name for it. Is the Beristain bears one a real one as well though? Because the Barbara Streisand one is. Yeah, the Barbara Streisand's where you mention something on the internet, try and tell, where something happens, you try and tell people not to share it and they do. The Beristain bear effect is the idea that like people have subtly different beliefs about something that happened in the world. And then, and then it also leads into this weird belief that some people are from alternate universes and at some point crossed over into ours. But that other effect that you're talking about does already have a name. I just can't remember what it is right now. And I've already hit two other effects on the way there. No, the bottom Meinhof effect is the name of it. Is it? You might have a different like version of it that you know of, but the bottom Meinhof phenomenon is one that like dates back to like, early 1900s okay sorry it just sounded like some shit you came up with no i just i bring it up <laughs> because i want our show to have a bader meinhof phenomenon element where people listen to our show and they hear me bring up the bader meinhof phenomenon all the time and they're like it's everywhere right have you ever thought of like collabing with other podcasters to get them to mention it as well i should please do <laughs> hannah from way too broad i know you're listening you need to talk about the bottom line half phenomenon and then we can say that it's everywhere that's two podcasts um and, and mon you don't have a podcast but you're also listening spread the word just mention <laughs> tell it. the teams um so the bottom line half phenomenon is you hear about something and you see it everywhere mm-hmm. um so i saw the cat explorer lady at the podcast meetup and then i was driving around the other day and i saw a cat explorer person just walking around in the wild that's awesome and i wouldn't have noticed it if i didn't go to the coffee meetup and see the lady who's talking about them do you know there are people walking cats all around you all the time that you just can't see until you've been to the coffee meetup they're invisible until you get told about them (laughs) sometimes you run into them it's really bad (laughs) you might feel like a cold chill That's really, that's cool though. I mean, I'd love to see that in the wild, but then I'd want to go pat the cat is the problem. Yeah, but I was driving, so I, I would have had to like pull up next to them and be like, yo. <laughs> that creepy, but probably worth it. Like overall to pat a cat. Um, tell me something about your cat. 
Okay, my cat's named Cinnamon. Uh, she's a bit over a year old. Um, she's very shy. She's a rescue cat. She's a gray tuxedo. She sleeps all the fucking time. The useless piece of shit. Uh, she is on antidepressants, just like everyone else in this house. And she's beautiful. <laughs> um, what Have you got like a, a fun story? About cinnamon. <clears throat> God, what's a fun story about cinnamon? Hey, friend. It doesn't involve shit being in the wrong place or something. Listen in. Not trying to cast judgment or get under your skin. But hey, friend. Listen out. It's time to learn another thing you shouldn't put into your mouth. Please. Don't eat that. Say it with me. Please. Don't, don't eat, eat that. that. Hello and welcome Too to the Tide Podcast, much. a show within a show where we tell you a new thing not to eat every week. That's the first time I've done that music and it was terrifying because Sammy is like right here in front of me. I thought I would do it at Zeb and he would be like trapped in the other side of the screen, but I'm doing like this experimental interruption music. So um, like, did you actually want me to tell a story? No, absolutely not. <sighs> no, I love your cat. But also, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a podcast where we talk about things you shouldn't eat. And a new thing you should not eat this week is um, an article from The Takeout um, from this Tuesday, actually. The uh, the 15th. No. Yeah, the 15th, January. Um, probably a little while ago when you hear this. But um, should you eat the brie rind? Um, Alison Shoemaker is posing the question. That's No. No, you should not eat the brie rind. No, you're wrong. You should eat the brie rind. Oh, wait, the brie rind. Oh, brie you can, but like other cheese. Yeah, brie you can, but there's some sp- that that bre- that question posed some other questions about what you can eat with cheese. Um, so let me just find it. Um, on the subject of what you should or should not eat, this should probably go without saying, but not all cheese rinds should be gobbled up. Waxed rind cheese or cheeses with a plastic coat should obviously not be eaten. It's it's edible. It's not going to kill you, Footerman says, but it's not a pleasant experience. I entered this segment thinking that you shouldn't eat the cheese rinds, but now you've told me that they're not going to kill me and they're edible. They are edible. It's not a pleasant experience, but it gets worse. I... Don't, I don't think that they get to rate what's a pleasant experience to me personally <laughs> until I've decided that. That's true. But also, um, she also advises against eating natural rind cheeses, which look like rocks or stones. Not only are those rinds not intended for consumption, but they are also often the only packaging a cheese has. So it's not particularly sanitary. Only the cra- real crazy people eat those. If it looks like a rock, don't eat it. <laughs> Pop rock sales just went down like 90%. Kids love eating rocks though. Exactly. That's why pop rocks are so... Like originally it was just about like... Originally if you get like pop rocks classic, they didn't have the pop part of it. It was just a little bag of rocks. (laughs) Rock rocks. Although like honestly I have... I don't know where I heard it, but I had definitely heard like stories of people having like dirt. Like I I must have been Sawbones talking about pica. Yeah, yeah. And talking about people who like eat eat different things. Like some people will eat dirt, and like people would send away to be like, "Send me the dirt from my family home so I can nibble on it." Oh, which is sweet, but also (laughs) so so bitter and Mm. and bad. Um, so with with the brie, you should eat the rind on the brie, absolutely one hundred percent. But if you get a cheese that looks like it's covered in rocks, there's not 
meant to be eaten and it's probably not going to be a good time. So, so can I just get some clarity? I, like, I know the waxy cheeses and now I remember that Brie, yeah, you can eat that. You can eat that rind. Eat it all day. When you say it looks like rocks, is it look like the cheese is like one big rock or it's covered in little rocks? I couldn't really tell you. I don't know enough about natural rind cheese. Let me see if I can get some information. So it looks kind of like just like gritty like rock. Like if you had like a brick or something like that and you sliced it open and then it's like sandpaper. Inside is the cheese. If you sliced a brick open and there was cheese in there, that's like what this would be. How many houses are secretly built out of cheese? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that makes the whole moon being made out of cheese thing a lot less stupid. Yeah. Like maybe you just cut it and yeah, there's there's some good old camembert in there. (laughs) Um let me see. I think the rest of this is just about brie. Um, and it closes out. And if you don't want the rind, save it for me. Is that your opinion as well? Are you asking people to save their brie rind for you? Like, no. It's What a hollow experience without the actual cheese there. <laughs> oh, we could save a lot of money by just getting the rind that they sell. No. For a little bag of rind. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be so wrong. No, that's, I just, can't bear it. It's just penicillin. That's true. It's got medicinal uses. But, I mean, shouldn't I give it to the people with polio instead of just gobbling it down myself selfishly? <laughs> now, now, remember, Sam, you delivered this bag of cheese to the polio victims so they can make the medicine. And you got it. It's like walking oh, along. no. I you know gobbled when, it again. You know, you know when you have, like, a bag of snacks and you're walking along and you're just like, I, I don't want to finish this right now. And then you just slowly eat, mm. chip away at it. And then you're like, well, my snacks are gone. What happened? And then you get to the polio hospital and all the polio people are like, the fuck? (laughs) What is wrong with you? And again- Why does this keep happening? (laughs) And now you know the rest of the polio story. Eventually they fired that person who kept eating it. Um, So that was the Tide podcast and we're back out of it now. We're back in the But Yeah podcast. Um, Is there anything you wanted to talk about here? Is there anything you had in mind that's just been floating around your head? I don't. Like talking? That's fair. I, like, I know a lot of people don't like talking. Mm, especially that's people why I do make, podcasts. That's why you do podcasts, a talk-only <laughs> medium, where you you literally have to run it. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's like I, I talk once, I yeah. capture it, and then when people want to talk to me, I just play that instead. That's fair. And maybe you could like develop like a good like Sammy text-to-speech or something, mm. and then you never have to talk again. Exactly. You could be like, they could be like, all right, what's happening next? And you're like, roll for initiative. <laughs> you could just use Microsoft Sam. It would be perfect. It would be, f- yes. Microsoft Sammy. Microsoft Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> no. I didn't actually realize that. <laughs> no, I'm perfectly happy to just be a victim of your show. Okay, that's great. Um, so you can find Queer Dungeoneers. Do you know all your socials off the top of your head? You can find us on Twitter at Queer Dungeons uh, or on Facebook at Queer Dungeon Ears. We managed to get our ear on that platform. Uh, also, find us on online at queerdungeoneers.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also just Google Queer Dungeon Ears because it's 2019 and yeah. <laughs> and it's a, pretty, like, it's a pretty unique set of words. It is. There's only two of them and they rhyme, but still... Yeah, exactly. Um, 
You know, except for that one, like, copyright battle we had, but we should probably not go into that. Yeah, it was, like, a whole thing. With, like, it was a whole thing. You had, like, an armada of ships and you, like, fired cannons mm. at each other until one of you won. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, thanks so much for listening to the But Yeah podcast. Um, maybe just some shout-outs to Hannah, who listens, and maybe Kyle from the M Word. I don't know if he listens. Mm. Maybe he does. He better. Um, Owen Piper, who does Think of the Children. I'd like to shout out to our friend Mon again, as just as many times as possible. I'd like. Hey, to let's sh- do an actual shout out, ready? Mon. <laughs> I like that you leaned back and I just shouted straight into it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> um, I would also like to shout out the rest of the Queer Engineers cast. Yes, please. You know that that's Scott, that's Tori, that's Jared, that's Ursula. You know who you are. Sammy has I this cute little all. book of the characters. I do. I actually... Did you say book? Yeah, you got like this little... You got like your wallet and it like folds out with like all the photos. You're like, that's Scott. That's Tori. (laughs) I actually have like a book with the names of like the characters written in the front of it. But I wrote it during the first session and I literally misspelled every one of their names. It's like (laughs) Krabara. Like Neme. (laughs) It's, It's kind of hilarious. Uh, that's, I think that was all my shout outs. Oh, no. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Yeah. My mom will listen to this. <laughs> that's really good. That's really sweet. Yeah, I always see your mom commenting on things. It's yeah, adorable. It is It is kind of adorable. Yeah, my family aren't organized. My family aren't podcast organized. <laughs> and also they have dial up, so it's kind of fair. Oh, my God. We're not going to get into that. No. So I think that's it for this week. Um. Thanks so much for joining me, Sammy. Yeah, thank um, you for coming into my house. Yeah, it's not so much joining me as thanks so much for <laughs> staying home while I arrive. <laughs> I could have gone out, but I didn't. And I think that that's what counts. Um, thanks for dinner. Um, thanks for making a lovely show that I enjoy. And I hope it keeps continuing. Thank you for having me on your lovely show. Thank you. Um, and we'll chat to you another time, I think. Yeah, I'm sure we will. All right, till next time. Uh, bye. Bye. best friend now previously as we all know there were mics and there were snakes and the problem with the mics was was that they weren't snakes and the problem with the snakes was nothing because they were perfect but see the the real innovation of the mic snake is that it eliminates the need for the mic, which brings us closer to a world that is just snakes. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs>